1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. It's a rain-soaked Thursday afternoon. With more on the way. Still all right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Good to see you, Kath. How are things?
3: Well, you know, it's a lot cooler today.
2: Oh, it's beautiful. The
3: last three days, I am telling you, Mm -hmm. it has been hot. Yes. Sunday, wait. I complained about how hot it was in my unair conditioned house on Sunday.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But then you bested me by saying that you were at Kennywood
5: <laughs> right on, on Sunday. Sunday. On Sunday. So
3: however hot I was, Didn't you were matter. way hotter. Oh yeah. And I took that cuz you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But there is something about August heat. I don't know what it is. It seems hot. I don't know if it's the the angle of the sun. It just seems hotter in yep. my house in August than it does in June. Mm-hmm. i d I don't know what it is. Yeah.
2: It's just the culmination of the build up all year long.
3: Now if you listen to the program you know that neither the Hall family nope. nor the Evans family nope have air conditioning in their home.
2: We have none. Although my children, those little sort of lightweight, spoiled kids, they have air conditioning units in their room.
3: I can't believe that
2: I mean, you know. Taking care well, of you. Well you just kids. gave in. I did. Yeah. We didn't do that. I'm that permissive no. father. We're oh, suffering, suffering. Yeah, no, no.
3: Um but i laughed when i saw this story from newsweek yesterday actually it was the day before yesterday it was a hearty laugh it was in the middle of when it was things were real it was a hearty laugh it was very 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 hot and there was this viral tweet that was going around about how hot your house should be to ensure that you are being as energy efficient as possible with your air conditioning. Oh,
2: your carbon footprint. Exactly. We've got so a big one.
3: We, we have a very small one, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. we have a small carbon footprint, which, of course, is what every celebrity wishes they had. Anyway. Not saying we're a celebrity. No, no! I'm just no, saying. No. Please. Okay, let me okay. Back, let me back up Hold because on. have you see, have you heard the the furor that's going on in Britain about this? No. Because about the carbon footprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Meghan Markle and her husband, who's Prince Harry, mm. have been jetting around the world. To talk about the enormity of the climate change challenge. Mm-mm. Except mm. that they are, as I said, jetting around the world.
2: So they're adding to And
3: it. they're in a private jet because of who they are. It's not like they're going to climb on you know, British Airways or whatever. And so finally, people started saying, now wait a minute. I'm calling you out. Now, if you're so concerned about global warming, climate change, why in the world are you flying around? So Elton John had to step in. Oh, no. And he had to say, listen, you're picking on my friends. You're being rude and obnoxious. And I'm sure it's not a real shock to imagine that people on Twitter were being rude and obnoxious.
2: To the royals.
3: Anyway, he said they were being rude and obnoxious by calling out Harry and Meghan about the Mm. carbon footprint and the whole nine year. Anyway, it's just a gigantic thing over there. And now there's Harry and Meghan saying, like, okay, so maybe we can't care about climate change and jet around the world. Or
2: just take the train.
3: Or maybe they talk about climate change and don't leave.
2: Yeah. Just tweet it out. Right. That's a very tiny carbon footprint. Or
3: you could walk, can't you, there are other ways you can get there, sure. right? Sure, I mean,
2: you know, on their estate, I'm sure they can take a bicycle. And there
3: are other things you can do with your house other than air condition it to at 60 degree level on a daily basis. <laughs> like,
2: like we have lived that. I'm just saying. To the nth degree.
3: What is the temperature your home should be set at for maximum cool comfort when you're sleeping in the dead of summer? Mm. Okay, that's the question that Newsweek is asking. According to a new consumer energy report, you, John, and you, Mike, should sweat under the sheets with the air conditioning set to 78 degrees or higher.
2: Well, that's got to be hot. Okay. Yeah.
3: So that's what uh, Energy Star, which is a Department of Energy and Environmental Protection Agency program, was trying to say with this viral tweet I saw a couple days ago. It was talking about recommendations for in-home air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, wait
2: no So talk about you and uh, your husband's bedroom, which is on the 3rd floor floor right. of your right. house. So our bedroom so is in the attic. You ever put like a, th- a thermostat up there, or a, th- a thermometer and go, oh, it's, it's a little hot? Oh,
3: oh, there's a thermostat up there. Yeah. Oh, it's been 95 and above <laughs> for sure. Mo- I mean, multiple days this year. I'm so used to it. I don't even blink. But we have this <laughs> fan. Suffering. We have this fan that sits in the window that is absolutely so powerful that we can survive it. So what it does is we have it on draw. And so it sucks the hot air out. Mm-hmm. And it brings air in from outside continuously. Right. So it's kind it's not like an attic fan that you would have a professional install. It's like our lame version of yeah. it.
2: Does it work? It's working. It nice. works
3: great. We used it last summer and this summer. It
2: sucks the it's hot air really out of the room.
3: not that bad by the time mm. you get. But I'm sure that our summer sleeping temperature is 80 degrees up there. It does mm. not, it truly does not bother me. I'm not trying to act like I'm sort of mar- some sort of You're martyr. Crazy. It doesn't bother me. No, that's
2: it's That's crazy. No, it's fine. No, Mike, that's too hot. He's just so that's soft. so
5: hot. Tell me. Did
2: you grow up with air conditioning?
5: Yes. Look how soft he okay, is. Okay, that's why yeah. Yeah. He's like yeah. that. Okay, so Not for the first eight years of my life, though. We had We suffered for eight years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's the temperature, do you think, in your bedroom? 72. 72. Every day, all day since the last week of May.
2: Are you wearing covers at night?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I have it's a sheet a com- and a comforter. Okay, a well, then well, okay, well, well, what's the difference? <laughs> what? What's, what's, the what's the difference with between. That? What's that? Why is too, that funny? It's too
2: cold. If you got a sheet and a comforter on in the summertime, that, it's too cold.
3: <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay, so what's the, the difference typical... between your between your bed linen summer and winter? The same. Up to... well, it's that's the
2: same. It doesn't make any sense.
3: It's the exact same. It shouldn't be. No. No. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Okay, I'm... now listen. This report is suggesting so that your home is kept at 85 degrees when you're not there. Mm-hmm. Okay? And 82 degrees while sleeping you're sleeping. That's too hot. While no, you're way sleeping. Way too hot. That's what it says. No. I cannot
5: be able to sleep.
2: I'm sorry. For everybody... I, I... <laughs> Of course you understand why air conditioning is the necessity for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you
5: depending and I, on where
3: you live. Like if you live in Houston or you're in Dallas or you know, wherever, I, Phoenix.
2: Well you and I and I'd be I'd be hard pressed to put A C in my house. I right gotta now. tell you I, I d- love the open I windows. I love
3: the
5: open windows. Just I go do. outside. I love the open windows.
3: How often do you
2: go outside in the summertime?
5: I Every every time we eat dinner, we go outside. Oh, that's good. That's good that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though,
3: if
6: if I (laughs) (laughs) if
5: I had to if I had
3: the choice of being in a home that was air conditioned, closed up, and was at 85 degrees, or a house that all the windows were open and fans were on, I'd take that in a hot minute. So I do understand people saying that if it's a closed house and you're keeping it at 85, no one's
2: doing that. Everyone's doing what Mike is doing.
3: Which is why it became a viral tweet, because they were like, what's the Energy Star program, well, and look, why are they telling me that I should do this?
2: You're talking about the Royals and their carbon footprint. Look at, you know, the Duffies and everybody else in the same boat. Let's
3: talk about the Duffies' carbon oh, footprint. Oh,
2: yeah, let's jump on that. I think it's bring a good
5: time it on. For
2: that. And their carbon footprint. Wow. <laughs> Size uh, 11, double D. He said
5: bring, he My said in-laws, 64 60, or, no, I'm sorry. 68, 68 degrees.
2: That's cold. Every day. That's like inside it's Dairy too, Queen. That's
5: too cold for me. If they came to my house, they would fall
3: over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's a little wet rag for you.
7: 1.5 WORD. You can win an amazing cruise, an adventure to re-spark your marital relationship on Family Life's Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise.
1: Just log on to our station website and use the keyword stronger.
7: And when you enter, you'll also receive a free copy of Family Life's ebook Stronger Forever, a personalized 6-week plan to grow your marriage.
8: Make your marriage
9: stronger. Register now to win at wordfm.com/stronger. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more.
7: Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an original mattress factory store near you or go to originalmattress.com to learn more.
10: RPTS, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze, presents the 2019 Westminster Conference, Friday, September 13th through Saturday, September 14th. Join President Dr. Barry York and leading RPTS authorities in church history, systematic theology, biblical counseling, and more for this year's focus, the Synod of Dort and the Doctrines of Grace, the 2019 Westminster Conference, bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st century. Register now at rpts.edu. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention, so many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers.
11: If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own
8: life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions.
11: How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, a place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness just like David experienced Christians with
8: secret addictions Sunday night at 6:45 on WORD
1: on purity
2: culture It's taken a hit recently hasn't it to talk about the purity
3: culture It should take a hit
2: Oh, okay. Let's talk about that a little later on. Karen Swallow Prior is with us. She's a regular on our show from Liberty University, where she is a professor in the English department. Also an excellent writer. Her latest book is called On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. Karen, welcome back. How are you?
6: I'm good. Thanks for having
3: me. Always good. Karen, I've been thinking a lot lately about the kind of trends that we go through in Christianity. And I think maybe every subgroup now that the internet age is upon us goes through these fads because you know the way we converse on social media and blog sites and stuff like that we each change how the other one thinks and so I get that but it is a little weird sometimes when I look back at the Christian trends um, that I have seen since I was a kid now let me start off with the first trend I remember Karen is being a kid like in sixth grade and having the Hal Lindsay late great planet earth movie shown at youth group. (laughs) which apparently the whole idea of it is to scare the living hell out of you and make you terrified that Jesus will come again, right? There's no sense of like the fact that we're – we are safe in the arms of Jesus and that this is going to be what we hoped for. It's just like an absolute cataclysm that we can't get past. So that's the first trend I remember. Then I remember the, um, the back masking remember when you could hear oh, Satan, Satan speaking through, you know, Led Zeppelin lyrics only if you played them backwards. Right. And you know, the Eagle song about Alistair Crowley and all of that. But right after that, I think of purity culture. So those are the first three that popped into my head as kids. And purity culture to me was just the idea, and you can tell me what you think about this, Karen, that if you, that if especially if you're a girl, your identity as a Christian is wrapped up in the fact that you don't have sex until you get married. And it's not, it's just, that's the way, I mean, that's the best way I can say it. I mean, how do you remember it?
6: Well, you know, I, I missed purity culture. I, I think I grew up in a different environment that, you know, is a little bit older when it came into play. But so I was really exposed to it through my students when I first began teaching. Um, and it really there really was an emphasis on um, on lack of virginity or or not and what that meant for a person and 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 what that meant for their future and the promises that would or would not be um, given and and fulfilled in the case of whether virginity was kept or lost. And it it really did get a little bit out of control in terms of that sole focus.
3: How did you see that playing out in your students?
6: Well, it, it really, I first really became aware of it when I started talking with students who had been the victims of rape and sexual assault, who, Internalized that message and felt that because they were no longer virgins, they were therefore less than and dirty and not um, capable of of receiving, you know, the the promises that were given, even though they had done nothing um, nothing wrong. It was, you know, their virginity had been taken from them against their will, and so then we start getting into, you know, the the gradations and and the disappointments that come for those. Who did remain pure? I started seeing divorce among my younger students, you know, my students who, that after they graduated and got married young and expected to have these rewards, so there was just a distortion about, you know, about the the in- God's intention for us to live holy and pure lives. But it became more of a promise, sort of a, a transactional um, mm-hmm. bargain. And that's
2: not what it is at all. I see. So, so then the bargain was: if I wait until marriage to have sex, that God will somehow bless our marriage because we have we have been pure and waited. So our marriage will be good because of that.
6: That's basically what the message was, you know, In it it got watered down to. Now, I understand that's not exactly what people were saying and there were nuances, but essentially that is the message that was received, even if it wasn't the one that was intended to be given. Sure.
3: And it's hard. It's a difficult uh, line to walk because, as you've written in your piece, Karen, there is a sexual ethic that is called for by people who follow Jesus, and this is a sexual ethic that is, if we all would follow it, imagine what the world would look like if people only had sex with the people they were married to. I mean, you can think of all the problems across the earth that wouldn't exist. I mean, we tend to, through the lens of the culture, look at it as some sort of unbelievable repression, Um Karen, talk about when you were growing up and understanding that. Were, were, was the discussion about sex different than when you started having your students come to you and talk?
6: I mean, in my experience, I think that it was um, because it was not focused solely on, you know, on, on whether one was a virgin or not. But it, but um, I grew up in a household where we talked about, um, you know, we had open conversations and I, I was taught God's, you know, plan and design for sexuality. I did not follow it perfectly. I learned some things the hard way, but I did not—I never tied my identity and worth to that in in any way that I would if I had done something else wrong, which I <laughs> did plenty of things wrong. Um, and, you know, on the other hand, I also remember being not that, that old um, when, you know, I would be among Christian young people who did preserve their virginity but were certainly not very pure and they were doing a lot of other things and then we had a president who also claimed you know that he did not commit adultery because simply because he hadn't done the one act um even though he had done a lot of other things and so we get this completely distorted sense of what purity means it's not about just one thing it's about our whole lives and our whole bodies too
2: Karen Swallow Prior is with us. We're talking to her about Breakpoint, who produced a Breakpoint symposium titled "Purity Culture and Christian Morality: A Breakpoint Symposium." So, in this, Karen, and I'm sure a lot of this has revolved around, and we've talked about this as well, the recent revelations of, of Josh Harris, and I've kissed dating goodbye. That was probably the exclamation point around purity culture, right?
6: Well, yeah, maybe it was the beginning of <laughs> the beginning of a son. I guess well, I guess he was brought up in it and he yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, the exclamation point. Yes.
2: So um, with that, I mean, you know, as Josh Harris steps away not only from, you know, the author of I've kissed dating goodbye, the sort of architect in many ways of a a uh, uh, a modern day purity culture uh, ethos and then has said essentially farewell to Christianity. I mean, the damage that was done, you as you talked about, with girls who had lost their virginity because of rape, or all the different sort of messages that were so conflicting about whether I'm good enough or not, or the failed marriage and all that, I mean, what does that say about us as believers, is that we take something that is ultimately biblically grounded, mm-hmm. and it's good, and, and strong, and sure but we've twisted it and, and dare I say, perverted it to the point of of damaging ourselves, our our children, and the culture as a whole.
6: Well, you know, it's the age-old temptation to turn a biblical principle um, into a formula, a formula for success, a formula that that ultimately puts everything in our own responsibility and control rather than God's. If I do this, this will happen, or if I only avoid this— and I can avoid that, and uh, life is just not that neat. And our um, gospel, although it's very simple, is also designed and equipped to meet all of the complexities of life that cannot be boiled down into a formula, Mm -hmm. and that's the temptation I think every every generation of
11: Christians faces.
3: Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor is with us, professor in the English department at Liberty University and a senior fellow at Liberty University Center for Apologetics and Cultural Engagement. Karen, tell me if your view on um, how you talk about purity culture or how you even talk about purity has been impacted or not by your work at a local pregnancy center.
6: Oh, it has very much so. I mean, when I um, began working as a volunteer at uh, the Crisis Pregnancy Center in the in the previous city where that where I lived, one of the things that um, that I did is is go into public schools and talk not only about you know the pro life message, but also um, the holistic message about you know really. You know why abortion becomes a question in the first place because because it's connected to our our views and attitudes and behaviors around sexuality um and so that was a, a time and uh, an opportunity really to present. Um, something holistic because the abortion issue is not, ju- you know, it, it's not just that issue. It's all connected with these with, with these other questions, and that's the approach we need to take. It is a holistic one, right?
2: And, and I also I want to be clear in this conversation that in no well, no way, as we talk about purity culture and what's happened with Josh Harris and, and the decline of purity conversations, purity culture conversations, that we are not mocking the purity culture, and I believe that a lot of Christians well, have mocked purity culture. Well, here's culture.
3: the thing: I think that there's a difference between between being critical of purity culture and being critical of purity I think that's an important distinction right. to make right. Karen what do you say
6: no that's absolutely true anytime we take something good and make a culture out of it it actually becomes kind of a commodity mm-hmm. and again you know like a business transaction purity itself holiness itself is good and wonderful and what we should strive for but when it becomes a culture and and the culture replaces the actual principle Um, that's where we run into trouble. And I have, you know, I am not surprised that someone like Josh Harris has so many doubts and questions now about the entire faith, because, you know, the the focus in in purity culture is that culture and not, not the gospel, not the faith. Anytime we think that we can come up with a formula um, to save ourselves, we've already lost the gospel and its richness and complexity. And so, um, it's you know this is inevitable I think
2: and so there is much to be said about holiness and purity within that holiness but the culture itself should be questioned.
6: Yes, and you know, and this is this is not to pick on this iteration of purity culture. Just today, earlier in my women's literature class, we studied Julian of Norwich, mm. um, a medieval writer and mystic, right. and she became a recluse, and she she and other anchoresses like her who were, seclu- were secluded themselves from the world, were trying to live lives of purity and holiness. And they also kind of wrote some, uh, some formulas to follow as they were struggling. And so we can look at, at so many who've gone before us and say, you know, we aren't the first ones to, to struggle with these questions, and we won't be the last. But we can learn from each other and try to avoid the errors of the past. Mm-hmm.
3: That's Dr. Karen Swallow-Prior from Liberty University. She's the author of On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
9: We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars,
10: Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big
9: Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 to diabetes or high blood pressure or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage oh
8: you gotta say that
0: again
10: okay I'll say it Big Lou and term provider could get a 50 year old man a little dinged up a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month call Big Lou, Big Lou. he's like you 800-555-2085 that's 800-555-2085 don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down.
9: 800-555-2085. Bart, it's
12: an amazing song.
10: Maybe you've seen the movie. It's has gotta happen, Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour, featuring Mercy Mead. With special guest Crowder, Word FM welcomes Mercy Me, coming to PPG Paints Arena, October fourth. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. At Extreme
2: Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with Extreme Detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net.
4: Get your truly free
3: credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress.
13: Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager here at Salem-Pittsburgh. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to our station. If you love this station and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call me and we'll discuss the next steps. Call Brad, 412 503 Four seven seven zero. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know unless you call.
14: Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, especially early on tonight. Turning cooler, low 56. Tomorrow, partial sunshine and less humid, high 75. Turning out clear and cool tomorrow night, very comfortable 54. And a beautiful looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny, will stay pleasant with low humidity. Saturday's high 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
3: In a sea of late night political quasi comedy,
2: are you watching any of them?
3: That No, because they end up being the same angry drumbeat every single night. Yeah. I'm just so done with it. Oh. I'm so done with it. Listen, isn't James Corden a breath of fresh air? Thank goodness. Oh, my
2: Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I don't watch. I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. I don't watch any of the guys. I go to bed. Yeah. I, but I, I do don't... watch James Corden on YouTube. So do I. Yeah, the day I after. watch some
3: Jimmy Fallon stuff on YouTube, too. And yeah. I just, I love James Corden's attitude He is supremely talented. Are you kidding me? I mean, how many late-night hosts also have Tony Awards that they've tucked in their back pocket, right? Um, The carpool karaoke thing is so terrific. Classic. Um, There are so many good ones, like particularly good ones, that don't just have to do with him, but have to do with an awesome guest he has. Like Adele is just so funny.
2: Was this one? Oh, this is the classic with Paul McCartney, which was like really long, but really just the best.
3: Wasn't it good?
2: Oh, they're, they're, is this where they walk into a bar?
3: And everybody starts singing with him. Now you know if you listen to the show, I can't stand the Beatles. That brought me to tears. That episode, yeah, it was so great.
2: It's excellent, yeah. The thing about James Corden is why you love him is because he's a fan. His geekiness, you know, is like for the guys that we love. He's out there riding around with Stevie Wonder. Who wouldn't want to ride in the same car as Stevie Wonder and sing?
3: I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, a terrific idea. We love him. Anyway, happy birthday to James Corden. How old do you think he is? Uh, f- f-
2: he's pretty young. Uh, 41.
3: Yes. Yeah. Hey, okay. What the heck? Very nice. What is that about? Uh, Correct. It's also National Tooth Fairy Day. Does that mean anything to you?
2: my bag of teeth (laughs) okay that's what it means
5: that's funny it's national tooth fairy day because i just got two fillings this morning i'll put a
2: dime under your pillow that's not too creepy
3: (laughs) i don't even want to know about that um my bag of teeth that's wrong no it's
2: not it's not i don't understand what the problem is with you guys throw it away no i'm not throw it away it gives me the
5: creeps it gives me the creeps too
2: wait wait it's
5: disgusting
2: has your son lost a tooth yet no he's way too young
5: not yet and when he does I'm just gonna throw him out. You will not
2: throw it out. Now
5: I kept the lock of his hair when he was a baby. Well, I've got locks of I'm hair, but I'm not gonna keep his teeth. What? That's what do you mean? Freaky. You have? Like, what do
12: you have
3: going? <laughs>
2: like that, what I got is a DNA stockpile. <laughs> 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 what? Don't you have a lock of hair of your kids? No. What? Your kids and their beautiful long hair. You never cut it and saved it and put it like you know in a ribbon. You don't do that.
5: No. Any, what? You never saved any body part or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, when the, I saved their first tooth in like a little pewter thing when they were really little. Yeah, that's nice. But I,
5: that's past. I mean, what, what, you I have like enough, a
2: Ziploc? I got enough teeth for a couple sets of dentures.
5: You, wait. You, you, <laughs> Kids just, how many teeth do you have? I don't
2: know. 20.
5: <gasps> that's just weird.
2: I don't know. I'm just saying. National Tooth Fairy Day. It's a horror film. To, who sponsors National Tooth Fairy Day? <laughs> American you Dino surely. Center. We do now. <laughs> we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the makings of a horror film, My Kid's Teeth. Welcome.
14: 101.5 WORD.
8: Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music.
14: New, new music.
8: New music from Francesca Battistelli, Defender.
4: defender.
8: Enough by Corin Hawthorne.
4: That's enough. That's
8: enough. I Got You by Aaron Fox. I, I got the best new music and pittsburgh's favorites sponsored by trinity jewelers
10: 101.5 word on the weekend what you want is awesome new flooring at a great price what you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it with at-home flooring you won't have to at-home flooring is where awesome happens And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com.
15: Hey, Pittsburgh. This month at Calusi Chevrolet, you could qualify for 20% off the MSRP on select models of all new, totally redesigned 2019 Silverado pickup. That's over $10,000 in savings on select Silverado double cab all-stars. The team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years so you can buy with confidence. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet.
14: Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is. Beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. Eight 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 seven eight Pella pella Pittsburgh.com.
9: In a recent episode of the hit web series Adam Ruins Everything, the show shared some of the scams that are common in the mattress industry. The big markups, the inability to comparison shop, and the conflicts of interest with mattress review sites. At the original Mattress Factory, we agree with many of the problems the episode highlighted. In fact, these problems are the reason we started our company. To offer a better mattress and a better mattress buying experience. Visit OriginalMattress.com or our social media pages to hear our employees' reactions to the Adam Ruins Everything mattress episode.
10: Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's PittsburghChristianSchools.net, PittsburghChristianSchools.net.
2: From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen on Friday with Overcomer. Filled with a powerful mix of faith, humor, and heart, Overcomer asks the important question, what do you allow to define you? Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shire. The film is rated PG. Visit overcomer.com movie.
6: Rut
3: Etheridge is with us, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College. Rut's taught high school and pastored a church, currently pursuing a Ph.D. in theology. We're talking about a brand new book that he has out called God-Breathed, Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself. Rut, welcome in.
11: Thank you so much for
3: having me.
2: Yeah, our pleasure, Rod. So, uh, talk about God Breathe. I mean, this is um, a book essentially written for young adults, but as I'm going through it, really, the the book speaks to me. There's a lot of great wisdom in here. You're focusing essentially on the Bible and the importance of Bible reading, right?
11: Yeah, that's it. Um, And I'm so glad it's it's been a benefit to you. It, It is aimed at young adults who have had either no experience or a very bad experience with the Bible and with established Christianity. And I I couldn't help but think of that in in listening to your previous guest. And and the whole idea is that the Bible's word the Bible as God's word is inherently personal, which raises the question, why do so many people, again young adults in particular with whom I've worked, why do they find it so impersonal? You know, what's the disconnect? What are the barriers? And so I tried to do a deep dive over the last couple of years and and look at where we are historically, theologically, culturally, and, and all of the above, and try to identify some of those barriers and uh, get into the Bible on its own terms and and hopefully reveal it for what it actually is. It's, it's the overflow of our Father's heart. You know, Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Paul calls Scripture, God breathes. And my, my deepest hope for the reader, uh, whatever age or stage in life, is that they'll they'll feel that connection and and know the heart of God through His Word.
2: Fabulous, you know, Rod. I've seen this happen. Um, I'm sure if you've been around kids for any length of time, that when you see a, you know a child, two, three, four years old, there's all this sort of. Passion and youthful intensity and you know all that mm-hmm. that God breathed beauty that, that that is before a lot of young kids. And then as the child gets a little older, eight, nine, ten years old, and especially today in, you know, the um the, the internet and gaming and all that, that spirit tends to get crushed where, you know, yeah. in a child's life there's this for a lot of parents we sort of dumb down the world. You know, we sort of, you know, right. well, the answers are in you. You know, you, you're you the person who can figure this out. Meanwhile, we've got, you know, God's Word in the Bible that presents the beauty of life and the intensity of life. But we, as right. a lot of Christians, we just kind of sidestep that, and we, you know, we diminish our children and the power that the Bible can bring into their lives.
11: Precisely. You know, our, our hearts are, are much better at asking questions than they are at answering questions. And, you know, we live in a cultural milieu in which we're encouraged from, really, from day one and earlier and earlier, as you said, you know, seek those deep answers within yourself, and that, that's not really helpful. Um, and I think what a lot of young people find as they grow up is they have not had the faith presented to them in such a way that they see its connections to the things that make them uh, passionate, or the things that they love about life, or they don't know what God says about the things that they hate about life Uh the separations, dichotomies begin to form, and they lose their confidence that the Word of God is actually equipped uh, not only to engage and, and to deal, you know, polemically or apologetically with different ideas that are out there, but that it's actually the most beautiful, shining truth that can equip us then to to navigate life and to see God's loving hand in all of it, um, to see where we have, have fallen short and, and where— the pains, uh, the pain points of our culture are, you know, the Bible engages us so personally on all of the above, and, and you're right, we, we lose that as, as we grow up, sadly, in our culture.
16: And
2: so, look, I, I don't want to throw, you know, uh, whole groups of people under the bus. So whether, you know, the the error is in us as parents or the church, uh, uh, you know, as their teachings, you know, or whatever happens on, you know, social gatherings and whatnot, we somehow dumb this down, and, and you, you've seen this as well you know when you go to worship on Sunday mornings and you know worship should be big and joyful and you know all that but for a lot of kids who show up at worship they're just kind of like you know with the adults standing going through the songs everything seems kind of mundane and poor Uh, my point again we've lost the passion and so you know adults, we're the problem. You know, we're not teaching our kids well because we don't carry it through as well. We've lost the passion, so we're not able to integrate that into our children's lives and the church as well. So there's all this deep disconnect. Another generation comes up and kind of bumbles and stumbles their way through again.
11: Yeah, I I think what we tend to do is, is, you know, again, your previous guest, we we tend to commodify Christ. Mm -hmm, And so whatever we, we want, you know, whether it is a the, the happy and, and joyful approach, well that's what we get, you know, all the time. And then the, the the young people who are feeling on the outs with God, who feel like a reprobate for feeling rage or who mm-hmm. just don't know that they can actually take sadness to God and, and, and he's okay with that. Or the flip side, you know, where where they stand in church and it's just one seventeen letter theological term after another. You know, the minister is barely into it, and the minister is preaching, so why should anybody else be into it? Uh, or it's just one more lecture on why you're a bad person. And, you know, and and, and so churches and individuals, parents, communities... We, we have a particular way of connecting with God, and then that becomes the cage that we create for Him. Mm-hmm. And then we take that caged God, and we present it to would-be worshipers, and we, we wonder, well, why aren't they into That's it? That's right. You know, why wouldn't you Why on? wouldn't you want this? This is so perfect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, this is a great way to kill faith for me. Why not for you? Right, so. exactly. The new book
3: is called god Breeds: <laughs> connecting through Scripture to God, others, the natural world, and yourself. The author's with us. Rhett Etheridge, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College. Okay, that's a perfect segue, Rhett, to move on and talk about music. Um, You write a really nice chapter on music in your book, and you talk about that feeling when a certain beloved song starts up, and you're kind of nodding your head, and you're like, oh, I know the song, and I love where it's going. So check this one.
6: i
11: for you.
3: Now, of course, I sneaked, and I know that this is one of your favorite songs.
11: I so appreciate that. You've made my month. (laughs) Well,
3: you know, it's one of my favorite songs, too. And if I we were just talking at home, my husband and I, my husband's a musician. We were talking to our two kids last night and we we Mm. were talking about songs that we think if you could pick a pop song that you think is perfect. What song would you pick? Or what five songs or ten songs would you pick? This would be one of my songs, and you say it's one yeah. of your songs. Now, now, in light of what you said about the way we often package God and present Him falsely, why do you love this instead?
11: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Bono uh, gave a, a really fascinating interview in which he recognizes the lack of realism in, in just uh, contemporary theology and, and the way that we tend to package and commodify God, this song is, is so visceral, and there's a sense of inevitability to it. And as it goes through it, its progression, it's rising in its intensity, and it comes to no resolution. Um, and, and I don't say that to praise it as if, you know, you hear this sometimes in Christmas miracles it's all about the journey, not the destination. And, I mean, that, that's a recipe to go nowhere. Uh, but I, I love the honesty of the song, that it refuses any easy answers, and mm-hmm. it just kind of fades off. And nothing is better, and and I think as Christians, you know, we we feel that way sometimes. And and if we're taught a certain version of God and of Jesus and of the Bible, and that if life feels profoundly messed up and yet Jesus is alive, so everything's supposed to be okay, you know, Jesus is alive, but everything's not okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think what people sometimes feel that disconnect. One of the barriers is that. Maybe it's not God himself, but maybe it's the Church, and maybe it's the Bible. They just don't get me. They don't engage me on a personal level. And and not just people who are trying to make the Bible conform to them, but they, they just kind of politely bow out. They're not raging against the faith. They just politely bow out because they're not personally engaged. And and one of the things I love most in life is, is seeing in a young person's heart— uh, They're told all the time, you need to understand the Bible, yes and amen, but when they come to realize that the Bible understands them, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a sunburst in the heart. Mm, That's
2: fabulous. So the Bible has a soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. uh, And, you know, uh, for me, the the older I get, Rut, is that I want to go back into more ancient worship. My soundtrack Mm. is, you know, uh, hymns. Um, Mm. uh, Yeah. I want to, you know, uh, engage in in modern worship, but there's something about, you know, way back that speaks to me more, and we've kind of moved beyond that in a lot of churches.
11: Yeah, and you know the the chapter that that you're referring to, it's um, it's not a chapter on worship per se, but it's 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 kind of a a reminder to all of us. Uh, again, the chapter is entitled the, "The Bible Has a Soundtrack." It's amazing when you survey Scripture; music is everywhere. Um, you know, God gave us the gift of music, and, and part of the reason I wanted to feature it so much in this book is that music is the lifeblood of my target audience, and um, and and there is something in rooted truth coming to expression in the sincere overflow of the heart, um, and and pointed at Jesus, and and it's amazing that God Himself, the Holy Spirit, has given us 150 songs right in the middle of the Bible, as yeah. um, so one of my teachers would say, right in the heart of the Bible. And and these are songs, which again is amazing, God's a songwriter, uh, but these are songs whose essential value is that they give us such a quick connection to the heart of Jesus, who lived them, who sang them. You know, if, if we were ever to have the opportunity, you know, where Jesus bodily among us to say, you know, Lord, what was it like for you to, to die on that cross? i he would answer with Psalm twenty two, I think. Mm. And and that's a song. Yeah. Um and, and so we go straight into the heart of our Savior in that song in and that in that that agony that um parallels ours in some ways and yet is a unique agony that we will never have to bear. And yet the essence of the Christian life is to be brought into union with Jesus and what better way of experiencing that union viscerally than to sing his life experience as ours. And, and to sing it in the first person, and that's what the songs do for us.
14: Right, and so. you're right
3: about that, Rudd. Isn't that a perfect image of the Bible knowing him? Yes. You know, when he, when he cried yeah. out, the Bible already it already spoke for him. I've got you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, Rudd, exactly. Hey, Those, oh. Sorry, you made a reference to your target audience. I mean, before we let you go, talk mm-hmm. about that. You know, it's for young adults, but it goes beyond that.
11: It does, absolutely. You know, I, I hope it's written in a very engaging and, and conversational way. It so is. if if anyone, thank you, if anyone in, in, among your listeners is not in that demographic, um, you know, I imagine a well, lot may, may not be, then what we might have is is an opportunity to kind of sit in on that conversation and, and hopefully, you know, glean from it. Um, so whatever age and stage your your listeners are at, I hope this is impactful, because one of the things it does is it gets us into why we are in the cultural moment that we are. Uh, and, you know, I've had a lot of older adults say to me, I just don't understand this generation. I can't communicate to them. And, you know, they're often slandered as snowflakes and it, it's just, it's terrible. So this is a, hopefully an effort to, to get inside the Bible and through the Bible to get inside the heart of these precious young adults and to start forming some connections across the body of Christ.
2: Excellent. Pastor Rut Etledge, God-breathed, connecting through Scripture to God, others, the natural world, and yourself from Geneva College.
12: In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime, It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper, or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Spring House in 84.
9: At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more.
7: Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more.
2: Then,
9: I
4: saw heaven open.
9: And behold, a white horse. The Word of God Audio Bible is a radio drama of the New Testament. Word for word from Scripture, voiced by some of Hollywood's biggest names. Own this 22-hour audio New Testament. Log on to wordofgodaudiobible.com. And for a limited time, you can download the audio gospel of Mark
13: free. Visit wordofgodaudiobible.com. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager here at Salem-Pittsburgh. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to our station. If you love this station and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call me and we'll discuss the next steps. Call Brad, four one two five zero three. 503 Four seven seven zero. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know unless you call.
2: Well, oh, for heaven's sake.
3: Oh, good heaven's grief, sake. Mike.
2: It's August 22nd. We're Mike, playing Christmas music.
3: Mike obsesses over Christmas. I love it. What oh. is... I can't wait. I'm so <laughs> excited.
2: Mike kind of reminds me so yeah. of the uh, the misfit dentist elf.
3: Oh, I love him. Right? What's That's his car- name? Uh, Herbie. Oh, no, man. is it Herbie? I don't know. Oh, I was glad with yeah. I he's, like that.
2: Yeah, he he's, he kind of has that same oomph. I would say.
3: Well, what wasn't Herbie's problem that he didn't love Christmas? I don't remember what no, the whole no, Herbie's thing was. problem was.
2: He just wanted to fix everybody's teeth. He wanted to be a dentist. He, he, didn't he wanted to make toys. Yeah, whatever. Unlicensed dentist. Maybe I've forgotten an essential element of the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so this is uh, from today's uh, Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Emily uh, Balzer is the author. She says, if you're already starting to think about what you'll get everybody for Christmas this year, you might want to consider adding the city of Pittsburgh to your list. The forestry division, which Mm -hmm. uh, is on Twitter, of the city of Pittsburgh is looking for a resident from the city who is willing to donate a giant evergreen for the city to display at its Christmas tree this year. Really? Uh, The Public Works Twitter feed says, Our forestry division needs your help. Do you have a 40 to 60 foot evergreen on your property? Oh, yeah. We're looking for Pittsburgh's 104th Christmas tree. We'll pick it up and deliver it to our historic city county building. City workers will come to your house, pick it up, be delivered to the city county building along Grant Street in downtown. Anybody interested in donating their tree, call 412-665-3625. Oh, wait.
3: Will they cut it down? Yeah. Well, they didn't say that.
2: I know. They said they'll just pick it up and deliver I it. I think they might not cut it down. Oh, What's no. the number again? I 4 might 1 donate 2- my tree. Sick. You, don't, you don't have a tree.
5: Yeah, it's inside my house. Oh, get I out have, here. I have one that. Oh, I you celebrate know. Christmas year-round. I don't oh, care. For heaven's I do. sake. Herbie. <laughs>
3: I would not want to, I mean, I'm sure that would be a wonderful honor to have that be your tree, except then you don't have your tree. So that's why artificial trees are the only way to go.
2: <laughs> you too, please. I, it's August. I'm not having Don't this conversation love. with trees the two of you in are August. Meant
3: to be outside. Just stop. Trees are meant to enrich us, to give us oxygen. Please it's stop. a wonderful system God has set up. And please. then we go inside and we look at our artificial things and put lights on them and say hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, if I, get, I, I have a confession. What is that?
5: I just got a chainsaw. So that means one thing. What?
3: You're cutting down your own tree next year.
5: I'm getting a real tree this I year. I can't
3: believe you left me.
5: I thought we were s- only because, solidarity. Only because my wife wants two trees in our house. Oh my god! So we're decorating two Christmas trees this year. I can't wait.
2: Here's the deal: just because you own a chainsaw doesn't mean you can go out like and cut down someone's Christmas tree. Yeah,
3: I
5: can. You,
2: you're, so you're like your neighborhood's not <laughs> you, safe. You know
3: what? Mike <laughs> is going to be a menace. Oh,
2: man, he is already a menace, Herbie. Find out that guy's name, right? <laughs>
3: that little Dennis.
2: Yeah. Hurry the dentist. That's Mike. It really could be. All right. What are we doing for five o'clock?
3: Yeah, we have several things.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: We Uh, all need criticism, is what we're going to talk about when we come back right after the news break. And then mm -hmm. we'll talk to Roger Kemp, who works for Chuck Swindoll. You hear Chuck Swindoll twice a day here on Word FM. His program is called Insight for Living. And so we'll talk to Roger a little bit about what's going on Mm -hmm, with Chuck mm -hmm. and with the program. Also. Oh. Piano Day. Piano
2: Day. This is going to happen uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. isn't
3: it? I'm super excited about Piano Day.
2: Yeah. So the story is people who love pianos mm-hmm. are going to drive around in a flatbed truck.
3: And playing the piano.
2: Do you think that's a little bumpy?
3: I think it is. But depending on what kind of playing, song you're playing. You're playing, playing can, ragtime. I think it can add. Right. I mean, if you're playing like, you know, a Rachmaninoff thing, it's going to screw you up.
2: What sort of piano player are you? A bad one. Well, now you took lessons for a long time, didn't you? Many years. Many. How many? 12? Uh, 10. How bad can you be after 10 years of lessons? Pretty bad. Well, listen. I don't buy that. I
3: got to be honest with you. This is what happens when you don't practice your instrument, is you do become bad. Right. I mean, I can still read music. I can still play, but I don't play well. You wouldn't say, boy, Kath, play me a song and I'd play it and you'd be like, wow, you are awesome. That would never happen. Do
2: you sit down at the piano and find joy?
3: The the piano does spark joy.
2: Does it? You know, here and there. Yeah. I mean, like your kids say, mom, play the piano. I
3: don't love to play the piano. You don't? Because you're judging
2: yourself. You're being self-critical of yourself. Yes. Why don't you just relax that and enjoy it? Are you my therapist? Well, I'm just saying, your parents invested all that time. You invested all that time. My mom taught me. Oh, my goodness. But then when you go to the piano, you sit down and like you're involved in self-loathing. Exactly. Oh, what a waste of talent and time. Sorry. All right.
3: I am who
5: I am. I can't believe we're playing this song.
2: Me either.
5: Good you great. guys are talking about pianos and Christmas. This is perfect. Get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Hermy is the name. Hermy. What did I call him? Her, Her- Herbie. Okay.
2: Herbie.
9: He, he like was like Herbie the love little- bug. Yeah.
2: Right. We'll take a break for news, weather, and traffic, and like um, love do, do a little too. Christmas shopping on Amazon while you're.
5: You doing Christmas shopping in Amazon? You thinking of me already? I actually I actually bought my son a gift yesterday. Did you for Christmas?
2: I've, I've been nice. looking on eBay for the uh, Word FM uh, Christmas party gift.
3: Oh. oh, just saying. I do not want to get your gift, whatever what? it is. I good. don't want it. It's, it's, good it's not good.
5: It's
12: not going to be good. Great gift. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group.
8: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington at a news conference. United States Attorney General Nicola Hanna says a 252-count grand jury indictment charges 80 people with participating in a conspiracy steal millions of dollars through a range of fraud schemes and laundering the funds through a Los Angeles-based network. Nigerian fraud networks now target
0: individuals and businesses alike through sophisticated uh, business email compromise scams, known as BEC scams, romance scams, and other online schemes.
8: The schemes targeted victims in the U.S. and around the world, and some lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Most of the defendants are Nigerian citizens. Meanwhile, major phone companies have pledged to do more to fight robocalls plaguing Americans. There's no timeline, though, for the 12 major phone companies in the pack to fulfill the promises
5: announced by attorneys general from all 50 states. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Colusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years.
8: The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Ambrin trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonial is based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI, U.S. New Low, 52 weeks by UPC.
7: Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton, and I want to talk to you about something I haven't liked to talk about until now, my menopause. All my life, I've had energy, energy to win gold in 84. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began
12: to feel sluggish every day. That all changed when I discovered Ambrin. Ambrin safely relieves 12 menopause symptoms by helping to to restore your hormonal balance. Amberin is 100% drug-free, estrogen-free, and clinically tested. Amberin is America's number 1 menopause relief supplement. Thanks to Amberin, my fear
7: of hot flashes is gone. My sheets aren't soaked every night, and my energy
12: is back. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. It works. It really works. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine retailers nationwide and get Amber in today.
2: You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products. If you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body Pillow. Perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper. Regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800 391 For these great radio specials. That's 800 391 0954 or mypillow.com. Promo code WORD.
10: Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come.
14: Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, especially early on tonight, turning cooler, low 56. Tomorrow, partial sunshine and less humid, high 75. Turning out clear and cool tomorrow night, very comfortable, 54. And a beautiful-looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny. will stay pleasant with low humidity, Saturday's high 75. With Iraqi Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today, the Thursday edition. Uh, Right as we were exiting during the four o'clock hour, we were talking about piano playing, and um, Kath said that she had been playing the piano, took lessons for more than 10 years, and I said, well, do you play often? And she said, no. And I said, why? And she said, what, Kath?
3: I just... H- hate myself for not being better i just just
2: hate yourself for not being better so you mm-hmm. because you're not like you know concert quality right then... i'm nowhere
3: near concert quality so then you sit down it's not and even go... like I've, it's not like i'm on the edge of concert quality and if i just tried a little harder i'd get there but no, you can
2: no, still play the piano well enough to sit down and enjoy well to mm-hmm. do a medley
3: yeah I can do a song
2: But you won't do it.
3: That's not that I won't do it. You're hypercritical
2: of yourself, so you're crushing your talent.
3: All right. So sometimes you can be hypercritical, and sometimes you can be not critical enough. I'm speaking of when we're assessing ourselves.
2: Most people are not critical enough, I believe.
3: They overestimate themselves. I think that's probably true. And I think my theory is that it's even greater now than it has been in past eras. <laughs>
2: actually,
5: I actually have a quick clip of uh, of Kathy playing.
2: Okay. Really? What do you yeah. got?
5: Yeah. That's great. Here it comes.
3: Oh, there's flaws there. Stop oh, that's rubbish. It. Why would you stop want to listen it. to that stuff? I play nothing like that. Would you ever
2: play Stop it? it. What is that, Mike? What is the piece?
5: I don't know. He doesn't even
2: know. I don't know. All right, so you're not going to play anything like that, but you could play, you know, "Oh, Susanna,"
5: <laughs> don't you cry for me.
3: <laughs>
2: somewhere in between there, from Alabama, right? With a banjo, yeah, you could play somewhere in between there.
3: So there's something. There's a sweet spot between being paralyzed by being self-critical
2: mm-hmm.
3: and being foolish because you're not critical enough. Being puffy, right now puffy is all over politics on whatever side yeah. it is no matter who your your side is or your party
2: it's all over culture
3: it's all over everywhere i, I don't know if maybe i'm just so attuned to the political cycle that i sense it there more or i, I it's just it seems like nobody is willing to come out and say I'm wrong about something. Right. I'm sorry. I apologize. And not apologize because the mob is making me. No, not I that Ill kind of, of apology. Not because the thought police are gonna shut down my career, but I'm actually sorry about something. Right. You need I to make a correction. I here. W- and we 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 need a correction. I saw a piece in the Wall Street Journal written by Ionis Gatsionis, and I'm sure I have completely mm-hmm butchered that name. Uh, He wrote a piece that was so thought-provoking to me, and he wrote as a liberal, and he's looking at the political cycle, he's looking at his own people, and he's saying, you know what, we need to do better. Now, John, you and I on our show have gone back and forth in how we think about politics and how we plan to talk about it on the show. And it's a really hard thing to figure out, because we want to be a home for people who are looking for God or have um, are still seeking after God, but are from different parties.
2: And politics today has become a lightning rod. Some would say a cesspool,
3: a dividing wall
2: where you and I have chosen for the most part not to engage politically because, one side or other red state blue state left or right don't democrat republican i think it's republican. true that
3: we don't engage i think we i think i'm trying to be fair it's not that i don't have opinions I because it's an, i do have opinions but i
2: think it's an impossibility to be fair today
3: i don't think it's impossible i think I we do. give I, up too early i think we give up to, i think we can be fair i don't think we're ever going to be perfect in it for sure but i think we should still try
2: but look you know when you say something all you've got to do is look at your email And, you know, you are you are damned to to, you know, to horror because you've dare expressed an opinion one way or another.
3: We did an hour on politics maybe six weeks ago and we were inundated with feedback. We were inundated with feedback from Facebook or Twitter or email or voicemail or whatever it was. All the platforms. The fascinating thing about looking at the feedback from all the platforms is the fact that it was 50 50. Half of the group hated us. Or not hated us. Half of the group was angry at us because we went too easy on the president. And the other half was angry at us that we were that we weren't hard enough on him. Right. So do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, half of half of the group wanted us to hate him more and the other half wanted us to like him more. And <laughs> So what was the point? I don't know what the point was. I think the point is that we just hear what we want to hear. We want to hear the negative stuff about the people we don't like.
4: Right.
3: This article by Yiannis Gatsionis is about his tribe. So he's a lib. He says, we liberals need self-criticism. I want to read a little bit of it because I hope it's instructive to all of us. Um, it was to me. He says, one in five registered voters is up for grabs in 2020, according to a Washington Post ABC news poll. Now, rather than figuring out a way for us— the liberals, to beat an unpopular president. Now, you might argue that Trump is a popular president, but he says an unpopular president in 2020. Most of us have spent the last two and a half years blaming everyone but themselves. Hmm. Hillary Clinton, Russia, the Electoral College, white supremacists, and we still expect to win on the strength of our hatred without putting together a winning coalition. He says part of the problem lies with the unpopular positions prominent Democrats have taken from decriminalizing unauthorized border crossings to banning private health insurance. But the main problem has less to do with policy than with attitude. To many ordinary Americans, we appear unhinged, haughty, out of touch. So what can we do to change? He says this. He says, well, as liberals, we can stop obsessing over identity. We can and should support policies that benefit disadvantaged groups, right? But our tendency to insert race, sex, sexual orientation into everything gives the impression that we are more committed to narrow groups than to Americans as I, a whole.
2: I agree with that
3: 100%. Second, he says, liberals increasingly tend to shame and cancel anyone who doesn't conform to our thinking Got that right. on complex social issues. We wield political correctness like a club. It's been well-documented that voters in 2016 saw Trump as an antidote to political correctness. I know I did. Did you I mean I – Sure. And it isn't only conservatives, he said. 80 percent of Americans disapprove of political correctness, and that includes Asian Americans, Hispanics, American Indians, and black Americans. Third, he said, we as liberals need to cultivate a fuller understanding of justice – Our fanatical embrace of the oppressor-victim narrative finds us quick to assign guilt or innocence based on these narrow identity markers like race or sex. We always see women as victims and men as the aggressors. We always see minorities and immigrants as, by definition, innocent. We've, we have rightly drawn attention to disparities and everything from police brutality to mortgage lending, but we have become reckless in the process. He said, think of the way progressives believe Jesse Smollett's preposterous hate crime claim, and we condemned Al Franken without evidence. He goes on to say, we liberals have hidden behind our professed goodness, and we have lost our capacity for self-criticism. We've insisted that everyone else adapt to a changing world, but have refused to adapt ourselves. If we don't change, we'll continue to inspire more suspicion than hope, and we'll pay a price for it in 2020 and beyond.
2: Amen to that. Okay. Now, now isn't it good? Now,
3: that's that's very fair. now, the libs, that's not my tribe. But all I'm saying is when I see someone who's willing to make a public accounting and say, this is my group, and this is how we have screwed up, and this is how we should move forward and be different. Doesn't that feel good?
2: It sure does. It
3: doesn't matter if the person agrees with you or not. You just want to stand up and you say, you know what, whoever this guy is, I want to meet him because he's about the same things i about. Not policy-wise, I get that we'd be totally different, but I really appreciate someone who's willing to be honest in self-assessment.
2: There's a self-assessment, I believe that's it, and a, a nature of fairness within that assessment and it's not the echo chamber of my tribe, right or wrong. Look in the mirror and see things and be fair. And if you're wrong, say so.
7: 101.5 WORD. Playing
8: Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. With the best new music. New-, new music. new music. from Red Collective. Your name is power. Your
9: name is power
8: over darkness. Believer by Rhett Walker. I am a believer. And Remind Me by Blanca. You better remind me, remind me. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Nello Construction and Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend.
2: They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. For a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows Are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and... One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
15: Hey, Pittsburgh. If you've been thinking about a new car, truck, or crossover, now is the time to visit Calusi Chevrolet. With the all-star open house event in full swing, Calusi has great savings on their entire lineup including Equinox and Trax. All month long you can qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 60 months plus $750 down payment assistance on select models. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet.
10: How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer. At EdenChristianAcademy.org. From the creators of War Room, the Kendrick brothers return to the big screen this week with Overcomer. Well, I have a season with
8: one runner. One runner matters. John Harrison is a frustrated coach questioning his value until he crosses paths with a student struggling on her own journey.
10: What have you allowed to define me?
8: Overcomer in theaters this Friday. Starring Alex Kendrick and Priscilla Shirer, Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Visit overcomermovie.com.
2: Insight for Living is heard every day here on Word FM, 3.30 a.m. and 8 o'clock a.m. as well. We're really happy because uh, the, the man behind the curtain, so to speak, the executive producer of Insight for Living is with us right now, Roger Kemp. Roger, welcome to the show. It's, uh, it's exciting oh. to be with you.
1: It's great to be with you both. Thanks for having me, John. And Kathy, our pleasure.
3: Roger Chuck Swindall, who is the uh, the voice that we hear on Insight for Living, after your voice is done, uh, he's been very kind to us over the years. He's been on our show a bunch of times, and I got to tell you, Chuck was a huge influence on me when I was growing up in the church. Mm. And I think of what a long, fruitful ministry the man has had. What a pleasure he is. I, I mean, t- tell me about your relationship with him and about your personal connection.
13: Well, first of all, uh,
1: he would be here on the phone, and you wouldn't be stuck with Roger. You'd have <laughs> Chuck
5: yeah. What happened?
1: He he's out of the country speaking right now. I can tell you, John and Kathy, uh, we're a little younger than Chuck is, but I guarantee he's busier than the three of us. It. And so, um, and you know, I I, I I love the question actually, Kathy, because I'm happy to tell you, having known him for 40 years plus. That the guy you hear on radio is the guy that you would meet. anybody uh, in Pittsburgh who sat down to have coffee with Chuck would not be disappointed Mm -hmm. to find uh, somebody that he's not. He um, he's a real deal, and and I got to add too, he's actually he's hilarious behind the scenes, (laughs) a lot of fun to be with. So he's who you would want him to be.
4: Fabulous. So good.
2: Roger Insight for Living is heard around the world in fifteen different languages. Some two thousand stations carry Insight for Living. That has to be a, a lot of heavy lifting producing that day by day
1: Oh man, it just it takes a lot of people to put that together and uh, you know um, in fact, the primary staff is in Frisco, Texas, where the international headquarters are, but really? there are offices all over the world now. And, uh, you know, to reach uh, their vision, of course, is to reach 195 countries of the world, which is a bold and audacious goal. But uh, they've asked God uh, for his blessing on that vision and and are pursuing that. And it takes it takes quality people to translate the messages into different languages and then uh, some resources also to add those stations who would carry those foreign language programs. Wonderful.
2: So uh, as Insight for for Living has been around the world for so many decades, how many people have come to Christ because of uh, the work that Chuck's been doing in the name of Jesus? And I'm sure you've traveled with Chuck alongside him to go around the world (laughs) and to meet people. Talk to us about that.
1: Well, I have. I have had that privilege. It's been a lot of fun. And you know, I think, whereas the world is so diverse and so different, and even your own city has such a beautiful diversity of people who listen to your station, uh, we, we all uh, come under the common banner of the gospel. And so the kind of response we get from people, whether they're listening in Pittsburgh or they're listening in Eastern Europe or from Africa or Australia, the letters read <clears throat> exactly the same. And it it sounds something like, you know, I feel, Chuck, like you know me, like we've been friends for a long time. And what you said today spoke uh, directly to me as as though you prepared that sermon for me. Now, Chuck would be the first to say, look, let's be clear. That was not me. There's no power in my words. It's what God's spirit does. When uh, God's word is preached clearly and practically and it makes its way inside a heart and God's spirit does what he, only he can do. And that's what draws us all together. Right.
2: But, but it is true, though, through the power of radio, there is something that's deeply intimate about mm-hmm. it. And, and you do. I mean, personal. even though I've never met Chuck personally, I feel like I know him. And oftentimes you got to go, mm. you know, uh, Kath has a thing where, you know, she'll know people and go, they're my best friend, even though they don't know it. And that's the way. With- well,
3: no, it's that they're I mean, it's 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 an exclusive fraternity. There are only a couple people that are in this category, John. But I do have a, Beth Moore is one of them is that she is my very good friend. The problem is I'm not her friend. Right. Because we haven't met. But that's the way people feel about Chuck. Right. They're used to hearing him on the air and they think, wow, you know, he has. I know he, him. He, I know him and he's had a great word, a great impact on my life.
1: Lori and I were married the year that Insight for Living was launched, 1979, and so we kind of measure our lives, you know, in Insight for Living years. We we think of the different decades, and I think for a lot of listeners, it's the same way. Wherever they happen to step in to the program, they can look back and, and measure their lives over the course of Insight for Living.
2: What's that like? Um, Can you talk about the preparation? We we have a a pastor friend who says for every minute that he preaches, he spends at least one hour in preparation. So when you look at someone as prolific as Chuck, decades of of writing and and creating sermons that really speak to the heart and the nature of the fallenness of what it is to be human in this world. What about that, that workload of what Chuck does?
1: Well, you know, you would think that somebody who's been preaching for 50 or 60 years would kind of call it in on Sunday mornings, but I can attest to the fact that he does not. In fact, I've had the privilege of being in his home a number of times, stayed with him, and, and that's that's always a lot of fun. But one of my favorite mental images of Chuck is seeing him in his study on Thursdays. He prepares for his sermon, or puts the final touches on it on Thursday. And that's a day you don't call him, you don't interrupt him, you don't get in the way everybody understands. And he loves that day because he's he's getting ready, and and he's got his books strewn all over his desk, his notes. He does it the old-fashioned way, and he does it all himself. And I can tell you, Kath and John, that that he's either in a good mood or a bad mood at dinner on Thursday nights. (laughs) He's a little grumpy if he hasn't finished, and he's Mm -hmm. in a great mood if it's all buttoned up for Sunday. But the rhythm of his life is Sunday morning and delivering those messages still today, twice a Sunday, um, and that's what we enjoy on the broadcast, Insight for Living.
2: Wonderful. Roger Kemp is with us. Roger is the executive producer of Insight for Living, Her daily here at Word FM at 3.30 a.m. and 8 a.m. 8 a.m. as well. So, Roger, uh, in the whole worldwide reach of the excellent work that Insight for Living has been doing for decades, you've come to a point right now where there is a, a financial need that is critical. Um, this maybe is just sort of a, a harbinger of of new media. I mean, everything's been shaken up by the internet. Can you talk to us about that critical need?
1: Yeah, we've come to a, a scary place financially, frankly. And, uh, you know, nonprofit ministries like Insight for Living, they are we're not businesses. Uh, we run at the will of the people that we serve, and we serve our listeners. Every day when we get to come to work that's who we're thinking about we're thinking about our listeners in Pittsburgh the program is prepared for them and so there's an ebb and flow of the donations that come in to support the kind of work that we do and right now it's we're dangerously low and through the years when we've come across these times uh, occasionally we know of nothing else to do but be transparent with our audience we don't twist arms we don't talk people into doing something they don't want to do. What we found is that our loyal listeners are, well, great, I'm so glad you told me. Let's do something about that because a lot of people doing a little will take care of this huge need. It's not the size of the gift that matters, but it's that everybody does something Uh, to respond right now to Insight for Living.
2: If you want to call and partner along with Insight for Living at this critical financial time, 800-772-8888. That's 1-800-772-8888. Of course, you can jump online at insight.org forward slash donate. But right now, so quickly, so easily, 800-772-8888.
3: Roger, we only have a couple minutes left, but I guess I want to ask you to close on a positive note, because you said that you and your wife kind of measure the length of your relationship based on when Insight for Living came on the earth. I mean, we all do that. Like, we remember, oh, I, you know, my husband and I, our first uh-huh. date was when Terminator 2 was out. Yeah, so we, you know, uh, mine is a little more lowbrow than yours, but, you know, we all live different lives, Roger. Uh, but talk about the importance that uh, not just Chuck has been to you personally, but what Insight for Living has meant to you guys and, and how it's affected you personally?
1: Oh man, you know, the privilege of sitting under the teaching of Chuck Swindoll and driving those principles into our lives has impacted us for eternity and my entire family as well. We have four children uh, three of them are married, and we now have five grandchildren, and so the heritage of Insight for Living has pushed its way into our lives, and we're changed forever. You know, it's always fun to think about your family tree as, as believers and to think of how God has gotten into our hearts and our lives and think about those decisions that we've made to follow Jesus uh, are going to impact generations to come because of what he's done in our lives. And that's certainly true of us. And we owe a lot of that to the Ministry of Insight for Living.
2: I'm into that. I'm sure many of our listeners do. When you think about all the many years that Insight for Living has graced the Word FM airwaves, 50,000 watts over portions of three states, and yeah. Chuck Swindoll's teaching, if you know Insight for Living, have benefited, loved the teaching of Chuck Swindoll, now is the time, in this financially critical time, to step forward and say yes to Insight for Living, one 800 Eight 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 one eight hundred seven seven two eight 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 eight, 772 8888 or online at insight.org forward slash. Roger Kemp has been with us. Roger is the executive producer of Insight. Roger, it's been a pleasure. Um, sure has. Short of talking to Chuck, we really enjoyed the conversation with we you. We like
12: you too, Roger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks so much, and thanks to all our friends in Pittsburgh and beyond. We love you guys. Our great pleasure. Jo- join us right now, Want you? 800-772-8888, 800-772-8888 to support Insight for Living.
10: What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com.
1: When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with JD Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at j and Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time.
2: Windows or Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and, of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and... One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com.
5: Wake up
10: and text. Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever.
12: Hi. Oh, hey.
10: Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
14: Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, especially early on tonight, turning cooler, low 56. Tomorrow, partial sunshine and less humid, high 75. Turning out clear and cool tomorrow night, very comfortable, 54. And a beautiful-looking start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny. will stay pleasant with low humidity, Saturday's high 75. With Iraqi Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. (music)
2: Welcome back. Thanks nice for coming along today. Um, I was at my sister's house the other day uh, after I got back from vacation, and uh, she was talking about um, people in the neighborhood. And there was a knock at the door, and there was this uh, immaculately dressed couple. And um, she had a, she had a, the whole thrust of it was essentially was that she had a spiritual conversation with with this couple, and she doesn't often have spiritual conversations. It, it turned out that the couple were Jehovah's Witnesses, and um, she just you know agreed to disagree basically so that I told her about my story about uh, my experience when I was in college with the Jehovah's Witnesses what was and, that like you don't know this
3: I'm not sure I know the story
2: okay um, well years ago I mean look many years ago when I was um, uh, uh, I think it was a sophomore in college it was my first apartment and uh, me and a guy that I you know my roommate we were super excited we were actually working this is how this came about we had built the interior of the Pittsburgh Public Theater on the, oh, the old uh, Public Theater on the North Side. It was all scaffolding, and I worked a summer job. And at, th- at the end of the summer job, the guys, one of the guys who worked there, liked this and he said, "Hey, man, uh, we've got uh, actor housing on Buena Vista Street, mm, Mexican War. Yeah, Mexican War Streets. And if uh, how about this? We would give you free housing if you two guys would be the janitors for the Public Theater. That's a deal. We were like." We're in, man. We're we're in. So we had this really great little brownstone apartment, and um, one late Sunday afternoon, I believe it was a Sunday afternoon, I was, <laughs> I, I was I was sitting uh, in in the living room with my with my, my you know new roommate. I can't wait. And he said, "You want a cup of tea?" And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll have a cup of tea. So he went into the kitchen to make a cup of tea. Well, just as he exited, there was a knock on the door. Well, I'm thinking, hey, the welcome, the welcome wagon's here.
3: And someone's bringing us a basket of food.
2: Yeah, so open up the door, and it, it was the, these two guys. And, you know, they were, uh, anyway, can we come in? Yeah, sure, can you, okay, come on in. And then they were like, at one point in the conversation, they were like, would you like to pray? And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So, no, wait,
3: did they say, "Hi, we are Jehovah's Witnesses"? You know what?
2: It's a little cloudy, <laughs> a little cloudy, because it was many years ago. But you know, what, you know, it was a spiritual conversation, and right. so I thought, "Well, yeah, sure, I'm happy to talk about you know God." I mean, you know, sure. Do you want to pray? Yeah, I'm happy to pray. So literally, I got down on my knees with these two guys, and they got on. The- <laughs> no, wait. They got on their knees. Oh, no. And, no I'm,
12: not, I'm sorry to laugh.
2: And we were in my living room. It's a wonderful thing. My new living room as a sophomore in college, and the three of us were praying. All of a sudden, <laughs> my roommate walks in the living room, and he goes, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> hey. Like, you know, like there was a robbery in progress and I was like, oh, I chunked up and, you know, I got like
3: anxious and I was well, like. because when he left, you were sitting there by yourself on the sofa. Right. He comes back. You're afraid of one of the fireplace with two dudes.
2: Basically, yes. That's, that's the story. That's what happened. And I was like, whoa, you know, praying. And he was like, oh, well, no, 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 it's not happening here. This is, let's go. And he opens the door and he basically kicked these guys out.
3: But it was your fault, really.
2: It wasn't my fault. No, I think it was. I Just, holy smokes. It scared the heck out of me. and I, I was just, you know, two guys knocked at my door. They wanted to pray. I'm happy to pray. And then, you know, there was some disgruntled roommate that he was like to me, listen, man, don't ever do that again. That freaks me out. You're letting guys in. And all of a sudden, you're like I'm running some brothel or something. We're just praying. So I believe that those guys may have been, but they, they may have been Mormons. Right, because right. two guys together, they may have been Jehovah's Witnesses.
3: I mean, who knows? It could have been angels.
2: I don't know. They, hey, thank you. They, you're right about that. But
3: regardless of whether they were Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, or angels, I think you should have gotten up and told your roommate, "Hey, I got two guys here. We should pray. offer them some tea."
2: Listen, I was must have been an easy sell because it happened like boom, <laughs> boom, boom. They were like, "Wait, we got a convert." I just wanted to pray. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
3: I like it. Yeah. Hey, before we leave, we gotta send best wishes. To a pirate that we've lost today.
2: Oh yeah, check this out. Um, uh, one of our favorites for a long time, Francisco Cervelli. Uh, you know him. He's been the pirate catcher, I think, since 2015. Mm-hmm. That's when his walk-up music, you right?
6: Like
3: ah, uh, Francisco. So when where's it going?
2: Uh, apparently, to the Atlanta Braves. Now, the, the,
3: but he can't play yet, right?
2: Uh, he, I think, is almost able to, per, I mean, to play because the Pirates held him. The last time he played was May 25th, mm-hmm. and the Pirates held him back while he was in rehab.
3: And I heard Neil Huntington say that the the Pirates organization was standing solidly behind him should he choose to not play any longer because of the number of concussions he's had. Oh,
2: right. Of course. Yeah, he got hit in the um, in the mask with a, a, a bat in May, on May 25th, and so he's been rehabbing since that time.
3: I think it's his something like 7th, 8th concussion. Yeah.
2: I loved him. He oh my He was gritty, gosh. he was a hard he's, worker. I think I mean, he's just, a
3: great leader me for the too. team. I think the team really missed that type of leadership yep. this year. Sorry
2: to see him go. I mean, they missed something. The Oh boy, <laughs> the bucks they are just, they are abysmal this year. Just the absolute worst. It's
3: just a nightmare. And
2: of course, you know, when you get to love these guys, and you know, with the Pirates, the revolving door, another one goes away. So... Farewell and thank you, Francisco Cervelli.
8: 1.5 WORD.
14: Every marriage has areas that are working and others that could improve. The Focus on Marriage Assessment will help you discover and evaluate 12 essential traits to build a relationship that thrives. It's free. Take the free assessment by logging on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. Also, win an all-inclusive marriage retreat with a cabin, meals, and retreat activities and $1,000 to cover flight and incidental expenses. Plus a free ebook download of date night ideas.
8: Take your marriage from good to great. Register for the Marriage Getaway at wordfm.com/marriage. It is a horrible scenario, but it happens. Dennis writes about his wife,
16: she was diagnosed with leukemia. In fact, she's a two-time survivor and in the midst of all that, they ran up over a million dollars in medical bills. Thankfully, they're Medishare members. And Dennis says they are so thankful for that how others came together to meet their needs and that's how so many Medishare members feel. This is not health insurance, it's different. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And like Dennis found out, it just works. So if you join MediShare, not only do you save a lot of money, the typical family saves about 500 bucks a month, but you know where your money's going each month. You're helping people. And if the time should come, they'll be helping and even praying for you. So yes, it's different. And as more than 400,000 people now know when it comes to healthcare costs, different is beautiful find out more call 844-41-BIBLE that's 844-41-BIBLE 844-41-BIBLE
14: here is your new Pella lifestyle window when open here it is closed the new Pella lifestyle series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control energy efficiency and value Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888 Pella pella Pittsburgh.com. Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort.
10: Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The
14: wand... Is pretty magical, the way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it.
10: Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com.
14: You know,
0: they say the best is yet to come.
2: Well, that's lovely. That is uh, one of our favorite songs of our next guest. And um, Peter Stumpf joins us. He is going to be driving around the city of Pittsburgh Saturday and Sunday of this week. Uh, and the people are going to do this actually all around the world, London, Berlin, Paris, other cities to celebrate Piano Day. It is a thing, Piano Day. Saturday and Sunday, this week, and uh, Peter, welcome to the show. This is really fascinating. We knew nothing about this, but a a listener of ours told us about this. This is super cool.
4: Thank you. Happy to be here.
2: Yeah. So tell us about yourself and how you have found your way into Piano Day.
4: Well, sure. I started out as a piano technician in Pittsburgh. I still am, in fact. Uh, A few years ago, the Steinway & Sons company uh, went out of business, the dealer in Pittsburgh, mm, On the right. north side. Well, yes, there was one of in the West End that went out of business. I mm-hmm. see. This was the end of 2015, and Steinway and & Sons still needed a representative in the area to take care of their piano rentals. They have these very high-quality instruments. They call them concert and artist pianos, and they still needed a representative in the area to send them out when people like Tony Bennett or Billy Joe or nice. whoever right. come to town. So I made myself available to that, And in my defense, I was unsupervised. (laughs) Bad things can happen. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Well, what it means is I start thinking about like the parable of the talents Mm -hmm. and how I had these beautiful pianos. And they were largely sitting at my facility in Allentown, part of Pittsburgh. I see. For the most time, they sat there and I'd play them and occasionally a guest would play them. But we got the idea of taking one out, and we did. First year, we just took it to the University of Pittsburgh under Shenley Plaza and let anybody mm. who wanted to come play it, play Under it. the tent? Under the big tent. How cool. And the next year, we got a little more ambitious. We put a piano on a trailer, which was a big hit. It's a rolling stage. The piano is mounted as we go down the road. Now, this is a $100,000 Steinway. Oh, my my god! Now,
3: did you ask your supervisors at Steinway if this was okay? No. Okay.
4: (laughs) I was unsupervised. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. That's where that part comes (laughs) in. So we went ahead and did this. In in our defense, we are, in short, we're a professional business. So heaven forbid something would have happened. We would have been fine. But it was a big hit. We performed at eight different locations around the city that day, including places like Market Square and PNC Park and Mount Washington. So then we got the idea of expanding it into a – we had such demand for piano players that we created four sites downtown the third year, last year meaning Market Square, Heinz Hall, PPG Plaza, and Kotz Plaza. And we put grand pianos in each site. Three of the sites were fully programmed with the region's best pianists. And then finally, the fourth site was a public play site. And once again, this was a big hit. We had live music all day long. but And we still ran around with the piano one day. But last year, we got caught in some rain. So that day was really abbreviated. So this year, we're doing both back-to-back. On Saturday, we're putting the piano on the truck, and we're going to a number of places around Pittsburgh, largely residential areas. I like going through... Waking people up in the morning. So if you That's think you, you think you hear a piano going by your house, maybe you did. Okay, now, Peter, describe this. It's a big flatbed truck. Yes, it's a 16-foot flatbed truck.
2: And there's a Steinway somehow mounted on the oh, back of this. Thoroughly
4: mounted, yes. Along with the piano bench. Yes, which is also mounted. And the player while you're moving? Yes, we have a bench that has a back on it so that they don't... Right. No seatbelt. No seatbelt. No, we weren't able to fashion that. Mm -hmm. But it is safe. We don't drive very fast. And most of the time, the piano is not moving at all. We go to a destination and there's some things. But there are moments where we are playing going down the road. I love it so much. It's
3: such a terrific idea. Are you playing?
4: I'll do a little playing. There's so many other pianists. I'd let them do it. Okay. So
3: how do do you decide who is in motion and who's at – and you also have people playing at the plazas?
4: Oh yes, yeah. so each of the plazas has a schedule. If they go to the website, which is piano, excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh Piano Day, or you can just go to pianodaypgh.com, dot com. Okay, you know, and that'll tell you the schedules. But yes, we have performers at all day at Heinz Hall, which is classical music. All day at Riverview Plaza, which is largely jazz. Excellent jazz there. And then the PPG site this year, we are celebrating Pittsburgh's Women in Music. So it's an all-female set there. Mm. And then Market Square is the anybody's go. Anybody can show up and play. Oh, that is so cool. And that is the same piano that we're running around town with on Saturday that is the public play piano on Sunday. I see. So what you've done then is taken a
2: sort of International Piano Day and made a local sort of push to it.
4: We did a Pittsburgh version of it. Truthfully, the other Piano Day, most of those events are centered around the 88th day of the year, although they acknowledge that it can be at any time in the year. But most of those events are on March 29th. Wow so then anybody could show up when
2: the Steinway's part for the public people. Oh sure. Right? We hope they do. Kath.
3: I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> she plays the piano.
3: I've I don't play the I'm not in I know the people he's talking about, at least some of the people he's talking about were in different sectors of ability. All right,
2: okay. So Peter, Peter Stump is with us for uh, National Piano Day. It's happening this Saturday, Sunday. Talk about what it's like to be a piano tuner. So, you know, you talked about Billy Joel or whomever. The big names come to town. You deliver the Steinway. Then you sit down and make sure that the excellence is presented for the artist to move forward.
4: Okay. To be clear, I no longer am the Steinway rep. I did that for two and a half years. It is now Joe Revita, Fort Pitt Piano in the North Hills. that okay. does that. But they are still providing the very piano that I had at the time. He still has it in his inventory. I see. So, yes, I'm very fortunate. I do have the opportunity to work with a lot of different artists. And I really love what I do because the piano is such a wholesome instrument. And it's so expressive. And when Mm -hmm. it's really prepared properly... It creates moments of, of music. It's a good thing music is temporary because it lifts me so much that mm. I, I wouldn't be able to... To do anything, it. right? Yeah, if it was a painting, I'd stand there and look at it. Right. But it comes and goes, and you just remember it, and you repeat it. So that's interesting, the,
2: the dynamic of something that's so big and so beautiful, but at its heart,
4: it's uh, it's mechanical. Oh, it's very mechanical.
2: So your experience with that, how mechanical, you obviously you must be pretty mechanical as well.
4: You develop it. I'm a son of the industrial revolution. So I've, I've always had a penchant for things mechanical. I, see. I, I grew up running printing presses. So I really learned to use my hands and how to fix things. And even to this day, my workshop doesn't even have a, a, any screens or anything in it. It's all hand tools and and things. And there are 12,000 parts in a piano. So to really right. get it to be at its peak is a, really a meticulous attention to detail for oh, this fabric.
3: Listen, go to Piano Day Pittsburgh. That's pianodaypgh.com. And you can see all of the performers that are set to perform for Pittsburgh Piano Day at all the different locations. It's absolutely terrific. I, I, I love everything about this idea. Now, tell me again what year you started this.
4: The first year was 2016. Okay.
3: All right. So okay. this is your third year. Well, this is a
4: fourth year. Was Sixteen, okay. seventeen, and eighteen, and now this, oh, this is nineteen. Okay, got it. Yeah, this is the fourth year. Okay. Nice. And so you'll start when? What time on Saturday? We're going to leave my workshop about nine a.m. and we have some fun planned during the day. We're going to um, Empire Music first uh, in the South Hills. They are a co-owner. They are affiliated with the Fort Pitt Piano in the North Hills. I see. So we're going to stop there and give them a photo opportunity to have the piano in front of their store. There's a number of little events going around town. There's a, a grocer in Oakland, for example. Oh, yeah, the 40th anniversary. We're going there Excellent. to help them to celebrate Grocery that. Grocery Morantic. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're going to stop there briefly on Saturday about oh, 11 o'clock. So about 12 o'clock, if you would like, you could get a free piano lesson at the August Wilson Park. In the Hill District. How much fun is that? Yes, we have Randy Bebry, who is one of the premier jazz pianists to come in and out of Pittsburgh, performing at that time, playing, going around the streets. Wow. And he also, we're going to stop at the park. And if there's anybody that would like a little introduction to the piano, that's the time for it. That is so cool.
3: Pianodaypgh.com for all the details about all the different pianists you can hear all around the city on Saturday and Sunday. And if you're dying to play, you need to go to Market Square because that's where you've got the open stage and the open piano. Don't do chopsticks. I mean, do something like Aim Higher.
2: All right, I got nothing because I don't play the piano. Hey, Peter, thanks for coming by. Happy to be here. Fascinating, really. You sound like you have a really pretty good life.
4: It's all free, it's all volunteer. I have a wonderful life. Mm. Peter Stumpf,
2: National Piano Day.
7: We have to talk about it.
12: Nope, I don't want to. We have to. No. But
7: we need life insurance. I am not listening to you. So you don't love me then.
0: What? Oh, fine. We need life insurance, but all the paperwork, it's such a pain.
7: Not with ethos.
0: Ethos? Is that some kind of yoga thing? No,
7: ethos is life insurance for people like us. Like us? People who don't have time for fine print, insurance jargon, and hidden fees.
9: Yeah, I pretty much hate all that stuff.
7: Of course you do. With Ethos, you can apply online, and there is a policy for every budget. Really? Yes. The online application only takes 10 minutes, and you'll be taking the first step in ensuring the kids and I'll be safe, even if something unexpected happens.
16: Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent, and in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Feel better. Yeah. I do. Ethos, life insurance made simple. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free instant quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com.
15: Ethoslife.com. Hey, Pittsburgh. This month at Calusi Chevrolet, you could qualify for 20% off the MSRP on select models of all new, totally redesigned 2019 Silverado pickup. That's over $10,000 in savings on select Silverado double cab all-stars. The team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years so you can buy with confidence. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at
10: Calusi Chevrolet. Buy an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me with special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me coming to PPG Paints Arena October 4th. Tickets on sale now at ticketmaster.com.
7: With a new college semester right around the corner, your student might need a new mattress for their apartment or dorm. At the Original Mattress Factory, we hand-build twin extra-long mattresses and box springs that are commonly used in college dorms. In fact, we offer twin extra-long mattresses in a variety of models to match every budget and comfort preference. And we can deliver to anywhere in the U.S., including colleges and universities. Visit OriginalMattress.com or an Original Mattress factory store near you to learn
10: more. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring. Where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions. Then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire.
14: The return on my investment has been beyond my imagination. I always wanted to be a great dentist. But what I wasn't prepared for is the relationships that I'm able to develop with my patients.
10: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
2: In the, uh, the shady side neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh, there's something called the Hunt Armory. It was built uh, between 1911 and 1919, named after Captain Alfred E. Hunt, who was a member of the Pennsylvania National Guard, one of the founders of the uh, Pittsburgh Reduction Company, which became Alcoa. Now, um, the Hunt Armory served as a base for the 28th Infantry of the Army National Guard until 2013. And the then the Urban Redevelopment Authority purchased the Hunt Armory in 2016, where it has sat largely unused. Now, the weird thing was, I remember this as a kid, um, before the Civic Arena was built, the Armory Hunt Armory was Pittsburgh's primary auditorium space. Visits by President Eisenhower, President Truman. It continued as a concert venue, a special event center. I remember going to a car show at the Hunt Armory. Uh, years later, when my uh, boys were at, at, at Boy Scouts at uh, Sacred Heart Church, which is uh, diagonally across the street from Hunt Armory, sometimes you know before or after the meetings, we'd walk around and look in the windows. And you'd see you know army vehicles and things like that. Now the talk is. That uh, the URA and the mayor of the city of Pittsburgh want to turn Hunt Armory and Shadyside into a hockey rink, which will be funded and supported by the Pittsburgh Penguins and the NHL. Isn't that fascinating?
3: It's hard for me to get my head around the fact that there's enough space there for, for a rink. I mean, I,
8: you know the neighborhood. I know the
3: neighborhood well. I spent a lot of time in Shady Side Highland Park, and it's one of those places that you think I need to see this from the air right. to figure out how there could possibly be enough space for this. Well, but,
2: it would be a regulation size NHL ice rink. That's terrific. The Pens would hold practice there. College teams would use yeah. it. Yeah. Because there it is right in the city. Now, there's a lot, of course, always when there's development. A lot of naysayers. The neighborhood, of course, does not want this. The, the small, tight spaces in the streets.
3: Yeah, and, and where are you going to park?
2: That's the problem. Now, they're saying that they would build a 100 um, uh, parking space garage underneath the 100. Oh, well, that would change things. But they're also saying, well, go to the suburbs. You know, Go to Monroeville. Go to Cranberry, whatnot. Don't go to the city. It's way too congested. But I like the idea. Of course, it's not my neighborhood, so I can say that.
3: Right now, Mike, you play hockey. Yeah. You said that there are a lot of rinks around town now.
2: Are there?
5: There are a lot. Of, yeah, around town in the suburb, suburban areas, in the rural areas as well. Um, but I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for right this. in the city. Right in the, it's right in the city. And what other one? What other rink is right in the city other than the PPG rink in the? But that's only open in the you know right the winter and The time. Pens aren't gonna, would never practice right. there, anything like that. Of course, yeah. Where,
2: where do the Pens practice now?
5: In Cranberry. Uh, in Cranberry, yeah. That's it's the Lemieux sports complex. So that's a
2: long haul from the city, right? Right,
5: right.
3: Don't you love driving past there and seeing those banners?
2: Yeah. Oh,
5: that's side. awesome. Every a, single
3: time I pride. go past it, I love it. Makes you feel proud. Oh, my gosh.
2: Hockey season can't start soon enough. I know. No, and good can't. news about Sid. Oh, yeah, Sid. Yeah, so there's a story that came out uh, the other day um, that Sid, uh, I think during the last Stanley Cup, that um, – Sid was you know went to first he went to children 's hospital with a cup you know every every player gets the cup for a day Sid went to children 's hospital, walked through the halls, went into the rooms, let all the kids hold it and stuff but uh, this story came up. Uh, because uh, there was a guy who was on Canadian radio today, uh, yesterday, and uh, he was a hockey commentator, uh, Gord Miller, who I do not know. Mm. But he's telling a story about Sid, because Sid was named the MVP. Uh, of the last the, decade. Uh, yeah. Right, of the uh, last decade NHL team. So he tells a story about Sid, where Sid shows up at the VA, the Veterans Hospital, and you know walking through the halls like he did at Children's Hospital, but there is a blind Korean War vet. And he said to Sid, hey, I, you know, I can't see the cup, and i, I got to be honest, I'm not a Penguins fan. I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. So then Crosby said, well, who's your favorite Canadian? And the guy says, Maurice Rocket Richard. Yeah. And so Sid, on the cup, went and found Richard's um, name, and he took the guy's hand and he took them and they no way. traced over Richard's no, name. No,
3: that is awesome. Cool.
2: It's touching. And it's classic Sid. I mean, that kind of guy. Oh, what a
3: good story.
2: Yeah, fabulous. Anyway, that's our show today. You can find us on the web or on iTunes where our podcast is. Check us out online at johnandcathyshow.com. Mm-hmm. And we're out and about. National Piano Day. Want to do that?
3: Saturday and Sunday. John right. Hall might play a Market Square. No,
2: no, I got nothing. He might. I got nothing. You I'm, don't know. I can't even play chopsticks. No. Seriously, I well, can't.
3: I hate chopsticks, so that's, you know, that's, I mean, like, if it was actually, Nash- that's a plus for you.
2: If it was National Kazoo Day, oh, dear. oh, I would crush it. Are you kidding me? Have a great night.
1: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.